This is Comic Picks by The Glick. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. What's going on, man? Hey, John. Well, it's like, you know, like, it's, you know, how things, you know, normally roll over here. It's like there's an like, event in the Marvel Universe. It's like, you know, hey, I feel obligated to cover it. Like, well, basically, the fact that, you know, there's a uh, event that I'm interested in, it's like, I want to talk about it. And this would be um, The Last Annihilation. Or, you know, more realistically, The Last Annihilation until the next one. So, so but, what what is this? It, this is a Marvel comic? Yes, it is. It's basically a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy centric um, like event um, spun off by um, its current writer, um, Al Ewing, who ah. you know, yep, the guy who gave us um, like the uh, like the Immortal Hulk, um, it's like and all sorts of other um, it's like you know great like you know, great great comics it's like um, Loki, like, it, like Agent Agent of Asgard, it's like and. Um, it's like, oh man, it's like, why, why can't I think of anything else right now? But he's done like all sorts of good stuff for like for like um for Marvel. It's like, you know, like he's basically like a writer that I've enjoyed. Oh, his um New Avengers aim and US Avengers um stuff that I've that I've thoroughly enjoyed. And he's basically a writer who whenever I see his name, I'm gonna want to like keep um you know buying his stuff. Now like regular readers will know that I picked um, his work on um, Guardians of the Galaxy and Sword as um like some of my favorite some of my favorite work for um for the year of twenty twelve. But the thing is though that um, we we subsequently learned that you know hey his um, work isn't con going to continue on like on these titles, but it's also going but it's going to be hopefully subverted into. Um, X-Men Red, which is basically the story of like you know Planet Araco, which is um Mars, and um the uh it's like in it's basically the story of like how um Storm is managing um like the uh the Araco the Araco mutants. It's like like on it's like on this like on this planet now the mutants have basically said like you know hey planet, like the soul system is ours and um Planet Araco is you know like our is, is our capital and there's plenty of like drama to be mined from that basically in the sense that you know hey like you know like it's basically like clearing like down the solar system like a mutant star system but also decentralizing the importance of earth in regards to marvel's um cosmic um you know you know, you know, you know cosmic era so on one hand you know i think that's like that's like a great idea right there but at the same time, like it kind of like also like you know has you know, like tell us like you know hey what kind of stories are you gonna tell like with um like with um Earth decentralized as the main planet in the in the solar system it's like with um hey you know like now the mutants are are running things here well it's like the last annihilation is you get the feeling that it was originally meant to be a story that basically like. You know, like I'm um, supercharged um Ewing some run on Gardens of the Galaxy. And also like you know gave like a big bit of a boost to his um run on sword as well. That uh apparently turned out not to be the case because well sword is ending with issue eleven and um Guardians of the Galaxy as you know by the time you're if you're paying attention to like how Marvel runs things by the time you're listening to this, well it ended with um issue 18 which is like the 
the last um, installment of the um, last annihilation. Funny how that works, huh? Well, you know, it's, but but is this a case where like you know the uh, the series deserved to end? You know, on like on like on that arc, uh, kinda not really because well, I think that the first two volumes of um like of of the Guardians of the Galaxy were were really excellent, and the first. First volume of Sword was was quite great, as, along with its tie into the, uh, the Hellfire Gala, which basically established the uh, fact that hey, you know, like the mutants are like giving the guard the uh, especially a new um, universal currency known as the Assault, but I'm um, backed by their um, mad, um, um, qua qu um, quasi magical um, <sighs> uh, mutant metal on um, the Mysterium. Well, like, there's like lots of stuff to be done there, but it's all like you're know, kind of being um like like wiped out here, which is kind of disappointing, because the because uh, basically like you know while the first two volumes of Guardians of the Galaxy were great, this third one, which basically um has a title of We're Superheroes, basically um establishes like resources the team as a uh, as a galactic um like service like service agent agency, in the sense that you know they're being called into like. Like to take take on like you know any um eight by eight or basically like you know like like big galactic um danger like eight like um like threats such as when this is when the uh, first like the uh, first um like that they they take on which is like by the um, progenitors like a group of, like of science aliens who are attacking the uh, Cree like the like the Cree scroll um alliance homeworld of Hala or one of them at least. One of the home worlds it's like and um basically like because this is also a a follow-up to um like em, like empire which is they saw the uh like like the uh Cree, like the Cree and the scroll aligning like together against the uh, threat of the presented by the kutati along with the uh like you know it's like the avengers and the x-men you know backing backing them up as well and also like um like Al Ewing, who's one of the co-writers on this on that series, along with Dan Slott, um, basically uh, right, presenting like you know like some like like some vague threats for the uh, like for the new ruler of the Kree uh, Skull Alliance, Emperor Doric, or as we all know him, I am like Tiddy Altman, um, um Hulk like um Hulkling of the uh, Young Young Avengers, basically being um thrust into the role like role of Emperor. It's like, and I kind of like to uh, deal with, um, you know, all sorts of like, you know, threats that come that come his way, along with his, um, like with his, uh, with his emperor consort, um, like um, Bill, it's like um, um, Billy or Wick, Wiccan of the Young, Young Avengers. So that's kind of the, uh, it's like with the initial threat of this series, of this arc starts off because like this is, because this is basically like a, a two pronged um, assault because. Like the because uh, basically, if you're reading Guardians of the Galaxy, like you get you read um like volume three and you get like the uh, big crux of the uh, last annihilation, which basically involves because okay, the back of it, annihilation is basically a, a a term that has like weight in the cosmic Marvel sphere because basically after um like Keith Jiffin and company um did the uh, did this way back in the day, and I did do a podcast about this way back in the 
day. It's like, you know, basically, Annihilation basically talks about like a, a big, huge cosmic threat, which is like, you know, implies big, huge cosmic threats to Marvel's cosmic sphere. Not necessarily, not necessarily Earth, but, you know, like Marvel's like, you know, cosmic, um, you know, you know, cosmic, cosmic races and all. It's like, in, you know, like they had, there was the original Annihilation, which basically, which basically involved like an like an nihilist like you know being like I'm um, bringing a uh, like a big it's like, it's like a big wave wave of um death um, through the Marvel universe and then um annihilation conquest which basically involved um like um Ultron like trying to do the same thing through the cosmic sphere again it's been revived a couple times like since but this is the uh, but um the last annihilation. It's basically like a uh, get the feeling it was initially conceived as a uh, storyline to to, uh, to kickstart um, like Ewing's um Gardens Galaxy to give it like you know some oomph in the uh, commercial sphere, and um, that didn't work regret regrettably because as good as um Ewing's stuff Ewing's writings is it's like it um you know like this uh, this third volume of his. For Guardians of the Galaxy, we're superheroes, which contains the bulk of the, uh, it's like of the last annihilation storyline. Well, that was it. It's like you know, this like issues thir thirteen through eighteen were the last of Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's a big, that's a big regret. And the fact that his um, sword series is ending with issue eleven is also disappointing. But as I mentioned, I've mentioned like in earlier podcasts, you know, the fact that he's um, you know, doing um, he's going to be doing X Men Red, like we just see you know the X Men you know sort of like you know them running um, you know Planet Araco, Mars like you know he's going to like, get the uh, get those storylines going there, like any like pick up those like any threads from these from these series in that in that one as well, but um, is uh, the Last Annihilation any good? Well, kinda mostly. I mean, the the basic idea is that um, is that the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has gone big, and they're trying to uh, you know set up a uh, like a big like you know like like superhero type organization like an Avengers of of the space that can um, like you know save everyone, and you know that's that's cool. It's like good. It's a good idea, but at the same time, like you know, there's all there's all sorts of like you know petty um squabbles of personal differences that you know are shut are separating people because of the fact that you know um richard Ryder, nova gamora and um say rocket raccoon are still like kind of pissed at um star lord peter quill for the fact that you know after he quote unquote died in the uh, first volume of guardians of the galaxy and then came back to life in the second well they're just kind of wondering like yeah what's your deal here now like you're you're basically saying you're like, doing some kind of cosmic awareness um, in terms of, like, you know, serving the entire universe and all. Oh, and also that you kind of had a son and a family while you were, like, away from us, like, all these years. Like, what's going on, man? It's like, so, so there's that, that there's that consider. But also the fact that, um, it turns out that Dr. Doom, yes, the Dr. Doom, has also, um, been made aware to, like, a certain, a certain, um, threat, like, facing the, facing the galaxy, and that he has um 
like he's been he's decided to make his presence known like in the uh like in, in the cosmic sphere but the problem is that you know because you know like well doom is like you know like a master strategist it's like in you know master of the mystic arts he's also like insanely arrogant and so when when moon dragon you know was able to like, like see um him transferring his um like his psychic essence over to um Hulkling's um like Hulkling's physical form like after a certain point it's like you know she's able to like swap it over to um Rocket Raccoon and basically convince and basically um allow the Guardians of Leverage to basically say hey you know what Doom it's like if you want to like you know get back to your own body you're going to commit to working with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Doom is just too proud of a guy to just you know say otherwise and and so you know that's kind of where, where things are in the first half of the series because like you know one half like they're they're fighting against the uh it's like you know like the threat posed to the, like the uh kree scroll on home, home world of hala and then there's another team that is like investigating a uh like a, a resurrected um ego living planet like out in the it's like not on the borderlands but also finding out that you know, like Eo is also host to like a much more dangerous presence later. It's like later on, but um, here's the thing with um, how the series is being collected. Because while you've got um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, she collects um, issues um, thirteen through eighteen of the series, and it's basically like the spine of the Last Annihilation event. Well, it's like when you get to the like, Last Annihilation collection you're getting um, issues 16 through 18 of Guardians of the Galaxy. So you're missing some crucial buildup here. But also, um, you're getting the, um, like, some crucial, like, side stories, like, from Cable Reloaded and the, uh, like, um, Last Annihilation, um, Hulkling and Wiccan um, one-shots, and the um, Wakanda one-shot, which basically tells you what, um, um, it's like, uh, uh, what um, T'Challa was doing along with um, like the uh, like uh, Emperor, not Emperor, um, uh, met, uh, gr uh, the the gorilla, gorilla King was doing. It's like, goddamn, that's not the right thing, but I know it's what I'm trying to like think what what I'm saying here. But that's what this the series is is kind of like really is really kind of splintered. And um, if you if you want to like enjoy the full spectrum of it, you're gonna want to get the uh, so like get like just get uh, Marvel Unlimited or just like you know buy you know six, issue sixteen through eighteen of of the series along with all the tie-ins, which is Sword issue issue seven, um, Keeble Reloaded, and um, Lost Annihilation, Lost Annihilation, um, Wiccan and Hulkling, and Wakanda as well. So. So there you go. But as far as what you're what you're getting, well, the Guardians of the Galaxy story, like um, does do the bare minimum of telling you what's going on in terms of just you know the fight against like you know this this threat, which is basically a uh, a big sorceress threat. And I guess you know me, I don't want to tell you exactly what's like who the big threat is because. You know, it's like I did enjoy the series enough to tell you to uh, 
like to uh like to hide that from from everyone it's it's, a, it's an interesting it's an interesting threat it's one of the preys upon like you know like like the big like mar magical marvel threat of the other marvel universe and someone who like is a big made major villain to dr strange but in terms of you know fighting against like you know these cosmic heroes well it's like seeing him like work his magic you know it's kind of a it's kind of a new new perspective on like this kind of threat so that's kind of so on one hand that's that's kind of cool at the same time reading um just the guardians of the galaxy issues won't give you the full perspective um and as will like and while the uh like getting the uh collection of the uh of the, of the of the event to tell last election will miss you out on some some of the big big power build of the series but as far as like the like the tie-ins goes go well i want to say that the uh like the best part of this of this event is um cable reloaded because at this point in the series well um young cable like has been um dispatched to parts unknown in at some point, maybe I'll talk about that and just you know what he was doing. But um, well, like we've got old guy Cable um, back. It's like, like back in a term back. I'm um, working with um Krakoa and just mutants at large. And um, reading um, like the one like the Cable Reloaded issue, which is written by Al Ewing, like it's it's actually pretty fun because um, it's. To kind of read because you know cable is kind of what is one of those 90s of heroes and he's like you know like he's he like he's um he's grim it's like he you know, he he knows about his future it's a dark future and he's come back to the, to the past to save to save us from like you know experiencing his his future at all costs and um ewing is like leans into that um it's like that kind of that kind of storytelling with his like, like with his story, like when he says, "Like, yo, I got lots of patches. You want? I've got my patches, bullets. It's like that kind of thing. It's like, and, and there's like lots of like that kind of like extreme, like you know, like, like grit, grittiness, it's like in like in this issue. But at the same time, there's like this um, winking at the audience as, as you listen to what like you know his like his like his cable like you know one who's like you know he's like who's lived through the Listen to like the worst of the future and it's come back to like save the save the past. That's kind of it's kind of fun, especially when he talks about you know when um when Rocket Raccoon shows up and he says like 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 Rocket is all it's all is so ready to basically say yeah it's like I know you're basically like not going to you know, respect someone like me who's like a Rocket who just talks like a man and case like Cable's like sir no, sir yes sir I'm ready to talk about listen to whatever you have to say because he's kind of like. Alexander the Great crosses Jesse James. That's yeah, that's kind of fun. Like, and it, as is like the bits where um, he has to like lead a team uh, headed by um, Can Cannonball, Boom Boom, Layla Cheney, and Wizkid, people who all have varying um, perspectives on his like legacy, but it's but perspectives that that all have like you know a. Uh, that are all like you know, like willing to be like you know, like viewed in a certain like um, like um, favorable way, in the sense that you know, hey, like you know, cable, like you know, he's kind of like one of like the big, 
like they've eaten Cheerios. Like, and even though it's like, you know, there's kind of like a, like a wink, wink and a nudge to how um, Ewing portrays like Cable in this, like in the story, in the story, it's still um, like quite, quite fun. And um, it's like, it's like entertaining, especially <laughs> since, since it like, involves like him, like evading the break world to find a way to, uh, like, like to uh, get a, get a big gun that's gonna like um shoot um like this this big threat in the head but it's actually but it's portrayed in like in a really entertaining in an entertaining way it's probably the best part of this like of the storyline just because like you know it's like it's like it has like you know self-awareness and like you know, humor that actually like is pretty entertaining um and then you have the other like couple of uh like tie-ins which um there's a sword on number seven, which is, which is like the second best part of this um, storyline, which basically um has um like it's like the like has um shows us you know what um Abigail Brand is doing you know in order to um work this to advantage, while also showing you know what um Doom is doing in order to ingratiate himself into the mutants, into new power structure. By that I mean, like he's having dinner with Storm, and he's basically trying to tell her, like, "Hey, you know what? I know what you mutants have been doing with you know this new mysterious material. And I can tell you how to uh, work this to your advantage. But you know, it's like you've got to uh, like you know let let um, Doctor Doom, who knows best, tell you what to do. So it's so one hand, it's it's fun to see um, like you know Doom posture and Storm you know react to what Doom's Doom's offer is, but also more more interesting is the fact that um this that um sword number seven is basically the uh, payoff to the uh to the setup that was seen at the end of um of Empire, but this is when we see um the like uh, Emperor Doric or Teddy Altman Hulkling of the New Avengers, you know, being um you know like like shown to be at the mercy of like forces like beyond his control. And then Abel Brand showing up to uh, like save him. Well, that's this is this is basically you know, how that happens here, and it's also like showing you how um, Abigail Brand was um, setting things up to um, take advantage of the fact that hey, you know, um, the uh, Scarlet Witch, mother of the uh, like of Ember. Of um, Teddy Altman's or uh, Emperor Doric's and consort, um, like Billy Kaplan, like um, Wiccan, like you know, his um, his mother has been dead, you know, due to reasons that beyond our beyond our control for the uh, like as real the Hellfire Gala. It's like you know, she's um, like you know, working to uh, make make things uh, to make make that particular pop point work in her advantage, and I thought that was really cool. And I'm literally looking for really looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Now, as far as the uh, other two tie-ins, the uh, um, the Last Annihilation, um, Wiccan and Hulkling, well, that basically tells you how, um, like, it's like how um, how Billy got um, like his like his um, husband's sword, his husband's the magical sword back, like after um, after being like. Like after um forces um like conspired to destroy it in sword sword number seven, but it's basically also like a recap of like you know their uh you know high high school like a um, me cute and how they got 
got to know each other. So it's it's written by um, Anthony Olivier. It's like and it was art by John Bazaluda. And it's it's nice. It's fine. Like I can't say like it adds a whole lot to the series. But as far as this as far as it's like as far as it goes to like the story of this event, you know, it's fine. And then there's um the Wakanda on time written by Evan Narcisse with art by um, German Peralta. And uh, that's all right as well, because it basically talks about um, like a man ape. It's like, and uh, how he's, um, or sorry, gorilla man, not gorilla man, like a man ape. Uh, it's like, and how he's um, like, you know, like basically like how, how he's like, you know, inheriting the name from, from the from Wakanda's history, but also he's the uh, person who fought fought alongside T'Challa in the like in the liberation of the um, great um, in intergalactic Wakandan Empire. So it's kind of like meant to set, set set him as far as the as the uh, as T'Challa's new regent, like for this um, intergalactic um, Wakandan Empire. And you know it's fine. And there's some decent stuff, which is like you know settling things like with the. Uh, with the Shi'ar Empire as well, but you know, I can't say that like you know, it makes me want to like you know read more stories about about this character. It's fine, it's all right, but you know, it's not anything special as, as well. But then you get to the the uh, like the end, like the uh, like the core series, the core issues in Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know, it's like they're they're decent. But they don't actually like you know, like give us like a huge, um, like big epic space story that we can expect from like a from from the from the annihilation storyline. I mean, it's it's good. Um, Al Ewing like knows how to uh, you know like dive into like you know like continuity, dusty continuity, and make it interesting. This is when um Noah um, Nova. Um, has to um, like basically like you know tries to set up a um like a a fight against Magneto like for a story that was from a Captain America annual annual was almost forty years ago, but he still manages to like you know set up a uh, nice conversation between the two characters. Um, that gives them some some kind of common ground that also just you know gives um like Nova. Like like some believable like you know credence to is like you know fighting against fighting alongside you know villains like Doom and say Super Scroll, but um the uh, but overall I mean the story is the story is fine and like the uh, the resolution of it you know is you know it's pretty well well staged sort of like cosmic cosmic Marvel standards, but in the end. I, I guess you say it's it's all right. It's like it's fine. Ewing does do a good job of setting things up and you know bringing some some drama out from these uh, situations he's set up his, his characters in. But at the same time, this you get the feeling that this is kind of a, like a story that was meant to uh, like drive his Guardians of the Galaxy take onto like greater, bigger, and greater heights as it as it really deserved but in the end it's like you know marvel just like looked at this and said yeah the returns on this aren't all that great so yeah we're just going to call it, call it quits right here which 
you know, disappointing, but um, no, no, it's, it really is disappointing because I really did like um, Ewing's, it's like Ewing's drawing Guardian of the Galaxy, and to see it, um, like, uh, see it axed on the event of a, of a, a big storyline that was meant to, like, that was clear, clearly meant to elevate it is, it's just, is disappointing. I mean, they do a good job of, like, you know, just, like, wrapping things up in the final issue, basically um, positioning the Guardians' win against um, this big, evil, magic, cosmic threat as, hey, you know, this is a good thing. And also, like, Doom, um, like, you know, his involvement also being a good thing as well. Well, good thing for him, because this is, was when he says, like, because after like the he's able to absorb some magic uh, in this threat, he says like, you know, hey, he's like this is like this is part of, even though, like I wasn't able to get like the uh, sword from Emperor Doric, it's like or like you know the magic from like um, his consort, like I still got the um, the magic from this um, from the threat, and it's like that's good because you know eventually there will be a reckoning, and that's basically re a. Uh, it's like a reference to the uh, the reckoning war that's going to be happening in the Re reckoning war storyline that's happening in Fantastic Four. But as far as you know, the last annihilation. Well, if this really was the last annihilation, then um, I guess I'd kind of be disappointed because it doesn't you know offer like a big nice cosmic tie off to these um, storylines that have come before. As it is, you know, it's like, it's fine. I mean, Ewing has um, has basically given us stories that, you know, like, are, that are, like, you know, entertaining and, like, have a basis continuity and are fun in itself. And really, it's like his um, cable reloaded stuff is, is great. I'd love to see him, like, take on another, you know, cable storyline. But as it is, you know, it's like it's not. This is the only thing I can rec really recommend to people who aren't already invested in, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, or just you know when they hear Annihilation and come running. Because overall, you know, it's fine, but I can't say it's it's the best that um, that Ewing or any of the other writers involved um, have done. You know, so there's that. Yeah. So, if you think, uh, if you've seen the movies, would you care? Nope. No, if you see, if you see, if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, the movies, or you've got, like, you're, you're coming to, like from like larger Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're probably not going to be missing this. I mean, it's going to take like some deep involvement with the uh, comics I've talked about to be messing with this. So. All right. Well, hey, there's your advice. So, thanks for that. That was pretty good. Um, you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Oh, next time. Well, it's like I guess we're talking about like, you know series that I had trouble wrapping up. To uh, you know, it's just had trouble wrapping up. And that's um, like um, Raw Hero from Hiro Akira Hiromoto. Well, I guess to be free paraphrasing this things a bit, you know, the third volume of Guardians of the Galaxy is called We're Superheroes. It's like, it's a more superhero approach to 
you know, guarding the galaxy. And um, Raw Hero is basically like the creator of prison schools of attempt to like show, show us, hey, you know what? What does fan service look like with the first war? Like, you know, superhero aspirations. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> All right, then. We'll catch you next time on Comet Picks by the Glick. Ladies, everyone.